This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everybody. Joe Beningo with you on the O of the Pain podcast. It is Monday, January 23rd. It is, of course, is 2023. And the Joe Beningo O of the Pain podcast brought to you by DraftKings, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, and, of course, our good friends at Anita Discount Tire. Uh, NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend is come and gone. Uh, we have four teams left. The uh, conference championship game's coming up on Sunday. The 49ers in Philadelphia to play the Eagles. And, of course, the Bengals and the Chiefs in Kansas City in a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. You know, let's start with this. First of all, I want to thank the Cincinnati Bengals on a couple different levels here, okay? Number one, they stuck it up the ass of the Buffalo Bills. And I'll tell you right now, if you're a fan of the Jets, maybe if you're a fan of the Dolphins, maybe even if you're a fan of the New England Patriots, you loved every second of seeing Buffalo get their ass handed to them yesterday by the Cincinnati Bengals. This was an absolute beatdown. Let's be on let's 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 make no mistake about this. The Bills were never in this football game. And I think maybe the biggest surprise of anything that we saw over divisional weekend was the fact that the Buffalo Bills at home in a year where they were favored before the season to get to the Super Bowl. Everybody loved them. You know, the whole deal, Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Matt Milano. We go right on down the line. Ed Oliver, the whole group there, Gabriel Davis, they got their ass handed to them by the Bengals. They were never in this football game. Cincinnati jumped out to a 14-0 lead. They scored the first two times they had the ball. And really never looked back after that in the snow in Buffalo. I mean, it, it was, you know, it was the beautiful. And let me say this, too, okay? And this is the beauty of playing football games in the home stadium of one of the teams. Memo to that disaster of a commissioner who is probably the most overpaid guy in, in America today. And that's Roger Goodell, who makes 30 freaking million dollars a year. And he could give a rat's shit about the fans of the National Football League. Let's be real about it. It's all about how much money he can make. You know, they were selling tickets already for this AFC championship game in Atlanta. Had Buffalo won. And then, of course, the whole deal with the Chiefs and the fact that, you know, the Bills played one less game because of the DeMar Hamlin uh, situation and all that. And it was great to see him yesterday. Uh, at the game in Buffalo. But this is the beauty of playing these games in the home field of one of the teams. The the snow coming down in Buffalo, how beautiful was that? It snowed the entire game. You had snow on the field. This is one of the beauties of football, of the of, of professional football, the National Football League, and playing these games in the elements. And Roger Goodell couldn't wait to put that game in Atlanta Thank God it didn't happen. I am, believe me, God bless the Cincinnati Bengals. And you know, they were motivated. Let's be honest. 
<clears throat> the Bengals were motivated in this game by that, by the fact that they were already selling tickets. They sold like 50,000 tickets for this freaking game that never happened anyway already. 50,000 tickets already that they sold for this game. And that motivated Cincinnati even more. And why not? Now, they stuck it right up Buffalo's ass, and they stuck it right up, right up Roger Goodell's ass, too. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. There will be no AFC championship game in Atlanta. Thank you very much, Cincinnati. And thank you very much, Joe Burrow and DeMar Chase and, you know, Sam Hubbard and all those guys with the Bengals, the whole freaking crew, Zach Taylor, the head coach, you know, Joe Mixon, who had a monster game for rushing for over 100 yards yesterday in a touchdown. Thank you so much for sticking it to this commissioner because you know that they want to do this. They want this. They want to have these. Now they want, they want to have the conference championship games on a neutral site too so they can make more money. Screw the fans of the teams. Who gives a shit? <laughs> right, Roger? What do you care? What a phony he is, I'm telling you. Pete Rozelle is rolling over in his grave watching the crap that Roger Goodell puts down as the commissioner of the National Football League. Give me a freaking break. Thank you, Bengals. Thank you, Bengals, for sticking it to Goodell. And thank you, Bengals, for sticking it to the Bills. Oh, my God. How great was it watching them go down, watching the great Josh Allen get it right up his ass? How much did you love that? That cocky ass Sean McDermott. How much did you love seeing him with the snow coming down on his head, basically crying as his powerhouse Bills, you know, went went quietly into the Buffalo night. Oh, how great it was. Thank you, Cincinnati. And I tell you, and, and let's not lose sight of this, okay? How good are the Bengals? I mean, what, they've won like eight straight games now? I mean, we lose, we forget. You know, the, everybody just kind of overlooks the Bengals in the AFC. Let's be serious about it. You know, everybody, well, Kansas City, Buffalo. Buffalo, Kansas City, right? That, that's it. That, that's all we hear about, right? Buffalo, Kansas City. Well, we forget. Cincinnati beat the Chiefs last year and went to the Super Bowl. Remember that? <clears throat> they weren't too far away from winning the uh, winning the Super Bowl last year against the Rams. And would you really be surprised if they went back again? They're only a one-point underdog going into this game at Arrowhead. And who knows what the status is going to be of Patrick Mahomes, who has that high ankle sprain that he got in the uh, divisional playoff win over the Jaguars as he, you know, gutted that game out in Kansas City, beat Jacksonville 27-20. But I want to go back to the Bengals, man. They, this was a complete beatdown by Cincinnati. They scored the first two times they had the ball. They were up 14-0, and they did whatever they wanted to to the Bills. They ran the ball down their throat. I mentioned Joe Mixon ran for over 100 yards in this game. The offensive line was terrific. Everybody talked about the Bengals' offensive line, their beat-up offensive line, and what a big issue that's going to be. And you notice how the betting lineups actually went up. I think it opened at like three and a half, then it went to five and a half, then eventually it went to six. I think it might have came back to five and a half by the time the game kicked off yesterday at three o'clock in the afternoon. But the Cincinnati offensive line dominated Buffalo's defense. They dominated them. In fact, they were dominated on both sides of the ball. The Bengals defense was tremendous yesterday. They shut Allen down. They shut Stephon Diggs down. They shut Gabriel Davis down. 
They they shut Dawson Knox down. It was tremendous. No, it really was. And I think that, I think Cincinnati yesterday really exposed Buffalo, who was a fraud. Let's be real. They were a fraud team all year. They were lucky. And I said this repeatedly. I know my buddy JJ gets mad because I rip his coach, who I don't think is any good, but he loves him. Oh, he got me to the he got me to the playoffs. You know, if we would have had two, we would have won uh, against Buffalo last week. You should have won anyway. Even with Skylar Thompson, Buffalo was so damn lucky to beat the Dolphins. Let's be real about it. Unbelievable. I, oh man, did I enjoy? Did I enjoy seeing the Bills lose? And and you think maybe you think we all look at the great job Brian Dable did with Daniel Jones this year, and of course the Giants came to a crashing halt on Saturday night as they got you know whacked by the Eagles in Philadelphia, but they had a terrific season. Nobody saw this year coming for the Giants. You know, it would have ended in the divisional round of the playoffs. But do you think maybe Josh Allen misses Brian Dable as his offensive coordinator? You think maybe he does? Because the Bills were not the same team they were last year. They really weren't. They just weren't. And Allen wasn't the same quarterback. And I thought my man J.J., you know, I got to give my man J.J., John Jastrzemski, I got to give him some credit here. J.J., I got to give you some credit. I know you're not listening, listening, but I'm giving you credit anyway. <laughs> he made he made a, a very good comment about the Bills. The Bills are a dome team. And this is really this is what their offense is: a dome team playing up in the elements in Western New York. Right? That's really what they are. They have no running game whatsoever. Their running game really is Josh Allen, who had a couple nice runs yesterday. The only touchdown Buffalo scored was Josh Allen running it in. You know, they got very little out of Devin Singletary running the football. They got really no running game at all. They want to throw the ball deep all day. You know, Josh Allen, the Bills want to play like they're Air Coriel, like they're the greatest show on turf. That's that's how they want to play. You know, and that's not how you're going to win if you're playing out in the elements in Buffalo. I mean, it's just not, you know, and I understand you go back to the, you know, Jim Kelly and the K-Gun and, you know, how that offense worked. But, you know. That offense was loaded. Yeah, that's one. That Buffalo team that went to four straight Super Bowls, even though they didn't win any of them, is still one of the best teams we've ever seen. You know, nobody else in the history of football has gone to four Super Bowls in a row. They're the only one that's done it, even though they didn't win. So I guess you could be that kind of a team because that team was. I mean, they were a wide open team. You know, with Thurman Thomas and Andre Reid and James Lofton and you know all those Hall of Famers they had. You know, in, uh, in Jim Kelly, of course, in Buffalo back you know, in the, in the early nineties, but you really can't be that kind of team now. Buffalo. I don't see it. I mean, I don't see it. And they were really whacked yesterday. And since then, what, a t- how good is the Bengals? I mean, the Bengals are good. You ask me right now, there's no reason the Bengals can't win the Super Bowl. And that's going to be a very interesting game in Kansas city next week. A lot actually, uh, obviously depends on, you know, how banged up, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is. But I thought the Bengals just beat them down. And, and, you know, both lines of scrimmage, they just dominated the game. And their banged-up offensive line was just absolutely fabulous yesterday. I mean, there's really no other way to say it. So uh, congratulations to Cincinnati, uh, to Joe Burrow, and all those guys over there. And they got a lot of guys, man. Joe Mixon, that guy P. Ryan running the football. They got Jamar Chase. They got uh, this tight end, Hutch. What a game he had. Oh, my God, he was open all day. He caught a touchdown. In fact, everybody was open all day. How many times did you see Burrow hit wide open receivers 
who, you know, caught passes and then had plenty of yardage after the catch. But they got a lot of guys, like I said, Chase, Hutch, Higgins, Tay Higgins. You know, this is this is a team that can win the championship. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, Joe Burrow, you know, if he's not not the best quarterback in football, because right now it's, that's got to be Patrick Mahomes, he's not too far away. I can tell you that. So I was thrilled to see Buffalo go down. I mean, I really I, I can't say enough how happy I was. And to get a little revenge, even though it doesn't really mean much, because remember, they basically ended my team season when they took Mike, when Matt Milano took Mike White out. And I'm still waiting for the roughing the passer penalty. You want to still let me? I got a long wait for that. You know what I mean? That basically ended the Jet, jet season once White went down with that with that rib injury. So I was so happy to see the overrated Bills go down. And I, I really think this you look at the biggest loser of divisional round weekend was clearly the Buffalo Bills. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Like I said, the expectation level for them was through the roof. You know, everybody felt they got screwed last year with the overtime rule. They changed the overtime rule in the playoffs now because of that, because Buffalo never got the uh, the ball in that overtime that they wound up losing to the Chiefs last year in the divisional round. Well, they weren't never in this football game yesterday. So, uh, again, I think the biggest loser of the weekend has to be Buffalo. So give all the credit to Cincinnati, and it was sweet seeing the Bengals stick it to the Buffalo Bills. There's no doubt about it. And now the Bengals, for the second year in a row, will go to Kansas City and play the Chiefs in what should be a very, very appealing AFC championship game. And they'll try to beat them for the uh, second straight year in a row. And, boy, boo-hoo, Roger Goodell, because Roger doesn't get his AFC title game in Atlanta Start sending those refund checks back to the people that bought all the freaking tickets, Roger. God knows you can afford it. There's no doubt about that. All right. Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. Let's get uh, – I want to get a couple other things I want to get to. Uh, before I get to the to the uh, spots here, a couple other things. How about how they tried to hose the Bengals yesterday? There were two calls in this game yesterday. I hate replay. This is another thing. I can't stand replay, you know? These, these officials who can't wait to throw a flag to begin with, okay, so some ticky-tack asshole penalty to begin with, right, whether it's holding, defensive holding, offensive holding, roughing the passer, passing the they can't wait, these guys. They two, two calls yesterday, which I thought were terrible calls that went against the Bengals, both of them with the replay. How about that touchdown that Jamar Chase caught at the back of the end zone that they said was not a catch, right? Because the ball moved like a, a tenth of a centimeter. You know what I mean? If it even moved that much when he hit the ground. Incomplete pass. What? Come on. That's a touchdown for a thousand years. I mean, give me a break. And then you got Gene Steratore up there with Nance and Romo telling me, oh, no, it was a great call. But bullshit, it was a great call. And, and how about one of these guys? How about Romo or Nance or somebody? Because they never do it. Although Romo kind of alluded to it, he did say, boy, if you're a Bengal fan, you didn't think it was such a great call. Romo did say that. It was a terrible call. Terrible. And these officials can't wait. You know, they got to look at it 72 times to see where that ball moved a, uh, you know, a hair. Okay, I won't say what kind of hair. A hair. Okay. So they can call it an incomplete pass. Bullshit. Bullshit call. All right. It didn't matter in the grand scheme of things because the Bengals kicked their ass anyway. But 
you know, that cost them a touchdown. They wound up getting a field goal there instead of that touchdown. It was clearly a touchdown. Give me a goddamn break, okay? And then later on in the game, there was another call where uh, Allen got sacked. It looked like he fumbled, right? And it was close. I mean, I don't want to say it wasn't close. It looked like it was close. Cincinnati recovered it. Of course, they go to the review. They call it a fumble on the field, which is the right thing to do, so they can just go review it, right? They call it a fumble on the field. They review it. And really? Did it, did, the, did he really? Did, wasn't, didn't it look like the ball was already out of his hand as before his hand came forward? It looked like that to me. No. They called it an incomplete pass. Of course they did. Of course. Because if you think, I'm telling you right now, if you think the league didn't want Buffalo to win that game so they could have that stupid championship game in Atlanta on a goddamn neutral field between what would have been two cold weather teams that play in outdoor stadiums, give me a break. Oh, oh man. I, 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 I can't even. I mean, to me, those were two just horrific calls. Give me a freaking Break, I can't stand the officials in the NFL. I can't stand when I see Sterator or Mike Pereira or Dean Blandino or whoever all else they got out there. These guys, nobody wants to be an official anymore. They can't wait to get, get into TV and be, you know, in the booth. The rule, don't you love it? The rules experts, okay? Because we need, because we haven't been watching football long enough because we don't know the difference between, you know, uh, an offside, a, a, a completed pass, I should say it this way, a completed pass and, a, and an incomplete pass. We don't know the difference. Well, we're just like the unwashed masses. Come on. We need Sterator to tell us, oh, that was a good call. Or, you know, we need Mike Pereira to tell us, oh, you know, I mean, I would have called it this way. Give me, it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> Give me a freaking break. What a disgrace. I can't stand you. There's very few things in this world that I dislike more than the NFL officials. I got to tell you, I can't stand them. Maybe, well, Roger Goodell, I can't stand him more. <laughs> Unbelievable how they try. You know they wanted both. They wanted that Bills terribly to win that game so they could have that stupid game in Atlanta and then say, oh, you know, we really need to play the conference championship games in a neutral site. Give me a break. All right. I had to, I, I had to say that. Oh. All right. Let's get the spots in here. I'm get I'm getting spots. I think. My wife's laughing. All right, my good friends at, at DraftKings. And I hope you I hope when you did all your betting this weekend, you used DraftKings. I really do. Four NFL teams left, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5, get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take a shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add uh, up to 100%. Now, I mentioned it. You heard me talking about the Bengal game yesterday. Keep an eye on the Bengals, all right? They're a one-point underdog. So far, it opened up as a one-point dog to the Chiefs in Kansas City. And I don't know what the number is right now, what kind of odds you can get on the Bengals winning the Super Bowl, but I think I'd take a shot at that. Because of all the teams I saw this weekend, to me, the most impressive one was Cincinnati. In all due respect to what the Eagles did to the Giants, 
The Niners yesterday against the Cowboys, Kansas City against the Jaguars, the most impressive team this weekend was Cincinnati. I don't even think it's debatable. I know the Eagles killed the Giants, but the Giants are not on the same level as the Buffalo Bills, right? And Philadelphia was playing at home, and Cincinnati was playing on the road. So, to me, clearly, Cincinnati the most impressive team. So, maybe you want to, you know, get with DraftKings and put a few shekels down on Joe Burrow and company there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code O2Pain, O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. New customers can get can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code O, the pain. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And uh, you know the whole deal as far as the disclaimer goes. Uh, you got a gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY slash text HOPE-NY. That's H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369-NY. So there you go. All right. My good friends at the Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge and less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's beautiful Fairmont neighborhood. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? One of the great lines of all time by Billy Joel. Tap rooms open from 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8, Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. At some point, we'll be having another live podcast there. we got to figure it out. I know that the uh, the boss is, again, unavailable this coming weekend, but we'll let you know uh, what's coming down with that. Go see Mike Jones. Go see uh, everybody there, TJ, uh, Herb, everybody, Andre, the whole crew at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Tell them I sent you. And don't forget, when you try one of my Oh the Pain beers, you'll really enjoy it. And, of course, I need a discount tire. I feel bad for my buddy Ari. His Cowboys were uh, lost yesterday. Not a very good day for Dak Prescott. Did not play well through two terrible interceptions in his football game. Uh, a lot of mistakes by the Cowboys yesterday as they lost 19-12 to 12 in that game to the uh, 49ers in Santa Clara. So I feel bad for Ari. Nevertheless, go to the, uh, need a discount tire. Uh, Ridgewood, on Ridgewood, <laughs> Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. Not Ridgewood, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. See my son Johnny. See Ari, see the whole crew over there. You need tires. You need any work done on your car. Anita Discount Tire is the place to go. All right. Bidingo, the Oda Payne podcast for Monday, January 23rd, the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, The Giants, look, the Giants never in the game got their asses handed to them on Saturday night by the Eagles, 38-7. Lost three times this year to Philadelphia. The Giants had a terrific year. You're a Giant fan. Sure, you're upset. Sure, you, you know, I didn't ex- I didn't think the Giants would get killed the way they did. I didn't think they wouldn't show up for the game the way they did. But the Eagles are just a better team. It's not even close. And I think what it shows the Giants and the fans is how far now the Giants need to go to get up to the level in their division that the Philadelphia Eagles are. And Daniel Jones had a tremendous year. Daniel Jones has got to be paid. I mean, clearly he's the franchise quarterback of the Giants. There's no doubt about it. And he's going to get his money. He's got to get franchise quarterback money. What a tremendous job Brian Dable did with him. Obviously, Dable, to me, is the coach of the year. It's not even close. But Daniel Jones now has got to get paid. As far as Saquon Barkley, his contract's up. To me, you know, we know the deal with running backs. Saquon still has a lot left in the tank. He had a great year. Remember, 
he missed a couple of years because of injury. So, you know, his clock hasn't ticked as far as maybe some guys who've been in the league as long as he has play in that position. But I think what you got to do is franchise Barkley. I, I believe the going rate for franchising a running back is like 10 or $11 million. I would, I would, my wife's laughing. That's, that's, that's chump change compared to the quarterbacks who get about 40 million if you franchise them. But I think it's 10 or 11 million. I think that's the way the Giants should go. Franchise uh, Saquon, because you do need him back. He's a major part of that offense, there's no doubt. But the Giants need to do some work. They got to take care of, you know, and they got to improve the offensive line a little bit. Got a lot better. Andrew Thomas had a terrific year, but they got to improve the offensive line. They got to give Jones more weapons. You know, he got the most he could out of Isaiah Hodgkins and Bellinger and Darius Slayton and those guys. Ricky James, he got the most he could have possibly got out of him. By the way, Ricky James, I know the game was over already in the fourth quarter, but you got to catch that pass. I know it was a little, a tad overthrown by Jones there late in the game against Philadelphia. Would have made the game look a little better, but well, James should have caught. Nevertheless, didn't matter. Wouldn't have mattered anyway. But uh, they need to get a little, a better supporting cast around him. I think they got to do better defensively. Got to improve the linebacker position. Got to improve the secondary a little. Maybe Leonard Williams takes a pay cut so they can make sure they can get Dexter Lawrence taken care of because, you know, you want to keep that continuity with two those two guys in the middle of the defensive line, you know, and we'll see what happens. They may lose their offensive coordinator, uh, Mike Kafka, uh, to a head coaching position. Even Wink Martindale has been uh, has been interviewed for a position, I believe, by the Colts. I, I tell you, I would let him go. He's a, one of the best defensive coordinators in football. I, I, I jack up the price for Wink and try to, you know, keep him there with the Giants. But, you know, Look, they had a tremendous year. Nobody saw them, you know, uh, winning, uh, going 9-7-1 and and getting to the second round, the divisional round of the playoffs, winning a playoff game like they did against Minnesota and the tremendous season that Daniel Jones had. So uh, I think if you're a Giant fan, yeah, it's tough to take. You know, you expected a lot more than what you got in uh, the game Saturday night. I mean, the Eagles just beat them from post to pillar in that game. There's no doubt about it. But – you got to be. You got to take a step back and say, "Boy, we had a really, really good year that nobody saw coming." And you got to be happy with Brian Dable because the Giants have a real coach, and it certainly looks like the Giants have a real franchise quarterback. And I said this last week: How much better now does Dave Gettleman look with the drafting of Jones, the drafting of Saquon, Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas? Did a tremendous job. There's no doubt about it. By the way, you're a Giant fan. Does it make you delirious when you look at Kadarius Tony and what he's doing with Kansas City? You see how they, he couldn't have wound up in a better situation. They're trying to make Kadarius Tony into the next Tyreek Hill is what they're doing. And it wouldn't surprise me if eventually Andy Reid and company do that in Kansas City. So, you know, it's got to make you, if you're a Giant fan, got to be a little aggravated. And maybe also the way Evan Ingram played because Evan Ingram had a terrific year for Jacksonville. They only signed him to a one-year deal, although he was pretty quiet in the uh, loss on Saturday to the Chiefs. And we'll see what happens with with um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he played, he got a high ankle sprain. You saw Tony Pollard at Dallas yesterday. He wound up with a high ankle strain, uh, sprain, never came back in the game. It's a little different for a quarterback. But, you know, Mahomes was hobbling around. And and don't lose, when you look at the Chief game, uh, beating the Jaguars 27-20, two late turnovers by the Jaguars really doomed them in that game, no doubt. That fumble by the kick returner Agnew on about the three-yard line, and then uh, Trevor Trevor Lawrence threw a pick 
late in that game as well. But uh, you look at that game, and uh, I tell you, Chad Henney, don't minimize the job he did when <laughs> when when uh, Mahomes goes out of the game with the injury in the, in the second quarter, and Chad Henney leads the Chiefs on a 98-yard touchdown drive. Now, a lot of that was the running of Isaiah Pacheco, and how good does he look, the kid from Rutgers. But how about Chad Henney coming out of mothballs and leading the Chiefs on a 98-yard touchdown drive? Uh, he eventually hits the incomparable Travis uh, Kelsey. How good is Travis Kelsey? I mean, you know, I've seen all the great tight ends in the history of the NFL, you know, from Mike Ditka, uh, you know, to David Casper, uh, to Kellen Winslow, to, to the great John Mackey. Let me not, he was the prototypical tight end going back to the old days with the Colts. You know, I've seen all these great, uh, great tight ends, uh, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez. I mean, we go right on down the line, you know, all the, uh, the great tight ends that there are in the history of the National Football League, obviously Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, all these great tight ends. Boy, Travis Kelsey is as good as anybody. I mean, he really is. He is a first ballot, walk-in, lock Hall of Famer. He caught 14 passes yesterday, two touchdown passes as well. How great is he? He's really one, one of the all-time greats at his position. But uh going to be very interesting to see what happens with Mahomes. But Chad Henney leading that 98-yard touchdown drive that at that point put the Chiefs up 17-7. You can't minimize uh, his contribution to that win by the Chiefs on Saturday. All right. Everybody, enjoy your week. The conference championship games are set up. 3 o'clock on Sunday on Fox. You'll get the Niners and the Eagles, the 1-2 and two seed in the NFC. And then at 6.30 on CBS, you'll get the rematch of last year's AFC title game won by Cincinnati, the Chiefs and the Bengals in Kansas City. Uh, the number one seed Chiefs, the number three seed Bengals, and probably the two best quarterbacks in professional football right now. Patrick Mahomes, hopefully he's healthy enough to play. And, of course, Joe Burrow. So it should be uh, pretty damn good. And don't forget to make all your bets on conference championship weekend with DraftKings. Don't forget. Everybody, enjoy your week. I'll be back on Friday. You can check me out later on today with BT and Tiki. And, of course, all the love.